And once again, dear friend of the program, Tom Papa. Thank you, Chris. I love the, uh, the origin stories of uh, relationships. Uh, it's just fascinating to, me, fascinating to me that complete strangers can meet up and then overcome all their shortcomings and then just go the rest of the way together. It's kind of uh, fascinating to me. And there's nothing funnier than hearing a story of how uh, two people uh, start off and they don't like each other at all. I love the story when the grandmother met the grandfather and almost threw up. And then, I, and then it was such a great way to start a family. And then 50 years later, she's still telling the story. And he's sitting right there. Well, that's the way it went back then, you know? She didn't like him, and he refused to go away. And kept following her to work and the bus. And, you know, that back then it was called loved. Today it's called stalking. So I'd like to read you an essay from my book entitled uh, Your Dad Stole My Rake and Other Family Dilemmas. Uh, this is an essay about uh, what to do when you first start dating, and it's entitled uh, That Cute Thing She Does. A good way to analyze whether or not you can go on a second date with a person and then marry them and have children together and eventually be buried next to each other on a beautiful hill somewhere is to eat with them first. It's not a mistake that going out to eat with someone is traditionally a first date. You can get coffee, but this isn't going to tell you enough about the real them. Sure, they may be really annoying at Starbucks with a complicated order, but that's everyone at Starbucks. The reason why eating together is so crucial is that if you do continue on, you're going to share a lot of meals together. That's basically what a relationship is, someone to graze with. There's breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, road trip gas stations, and vending machines. You'll chew gum, eat soups, twirl pasta, and crunch on kettle chips together for years to come. And while no one is perfect at any of this, the fewer habits they have that will make you want to kill yourself, the better. You could meet a beautiful girl with a great sense of humor who likes the same bands as you, but if she does something weird with her lips when she bites into a slice of pie and it bothers you, lose her number immediately. It's important to realize that these little trivial eating habits grow in size every year. That cute little sucking sound that she makes when, they drink, when she drinks will one day be the loudest sound you've ever heard earth-shattering, window-rattling, breaking the sound barrier loud, and you have to be okay with that. We know a couple who asked us to go on vacation with them. We love these people. They're our very good friends, and we will never go. <laughs> Not because we don't care for them, but solely because of the way they eat. They eat with their hands like monkeys who were raised by baboons on the wrong side of the trees. They hover over whatever is served, spaghetti, chili, soup, and pick it up with their fingers and put it into their mouths. And then they chew, lick, and slurp the end of their fingers and put them back into the food and repeat. This is bad enough when they're picking at their own plate, but when it's something we are all sharing, I have to fight the urge to walk out the door, jump in a cab, and drive around the city in search of new friends. I'm sure they would read this with astonishment and disbelief as they think it's perfectly normal to run your tongue over your hands like a cat and then shove them back into the hummus plate. 
And that's okay that they think this behavior is all right because they both agree that it's okay and that's why they are married. If I had gone on a date with her, we never would have made it to dessert. But he saw this as a sign of compatibility. With each finger lick, he jumped for joy thinking, what are the odds? I use my thumb to spread butter. She uses her thumb to spread butter. I found my soulmate. Now, is my wife perfect? No, she isn't. But her eating habits aren't grounds for divorce because I saw them immediately, and while I took note, I decided I should call her for a second date anyway. Eating out with my wife is like participating in a relationship obstacle course. I know when we go to a restaurant together that we will not be sitting in the first table the hostess gives us. Absolutely not. We will sit, She'll look around, and then my wife will find something wrong with it, probably having to do with a slight breeze. Her ability to feel a breeze is uncanny. If there is such a thing as the world championships for kite flying, she should sign up, because she has the ability to detect motions in the air that are so subtle, even a mosquito would be impressed. She's cute. I also know that after we've moved to two other tables, we will end up back in our original seat. <laughs> having accomplished nothing but having put on a show of musical chairs for the other guests. <laughs> then the waiter will come over and ask, as every waiter has done since the first restaurant was built, if he can get us something to drink. My wife, despite working and eating in restaurants for over 30 years, will not be prepared for this question. <laughs> it's a surprise every time. She will stammer and apologize and ask for more time and send him away. She's adorable. She's a vegetarian, although she eats fish once in a while, but not all fish, especially not the kind of fish that tastes too much like fish. She doesn't remember the names of the fish that she does eat, so when the waiter comes to ask if anyone has questions about the menu, she's gonna have a lot of them. So many that the waiter will have to excuse himself from the table in order to catch his breath and start working on his resume. And he better not think it's over when the meal has been completed. If this guy was rattled by the entree encounter, he may be put in the hospital when she orders dessert. She only drinks tea, certain teas, decaf teas. Her favorite is black decaf tea that, of course, is only carried by two restaurants in all of North America and zero in every other part of the world. But God love her. That doesn't stop her from asking every time. I love watching the look on the server's eye when he serves all the other herbal decaf teas and she says no. He doesn't know what to do. He offers alternatives. He brings out the handcrafted wooden tea box filled with a bunch of minty, lemony, no caffeine alternatives and she denies every one of them and then orders a glass of hot water. <laughs> what, he asks? Yes, just a cup of hot water, she replies. Just hot water? Yes. And before he leaves, she pulls a tea bag out of her purse. I brought my own tea bag just in case. A tea bag that she has had all along in anticipation of them not having the tea that she wanted. At this point, I've seen grown men look at me with tears in their eyes, unable to speak and mouth the words, why, why? Does this stuff drive you crazy? Are you hearing this and thinking that you could never eat or live with this person who acted this way? 
That's fine. You don't have to. I do. And I love her. And I saw all of these <laughs> habits on the very first date, and I didn't mind. And that's love. Thank you. Inspired, Tom. And inspiring. 